Welcome to Geek Fights. I'm Mike Ortiz, bringing you uh, yet another episode from our vaults. Uh, this is our very, very first Skype recording. This was really an attempt to see if we could actually make this work. Uh, we had never recorded anything on Skype before, so we wanted to give it a shot. Um, the topic is best and worst superhero movie franchise. Basically, we looked at all the superhero movie franchises that had three or more movies in the series, though not necessarily connected, but three or more movies total. Uh, it was myself, Damon Shaw, Michael Felsher, Pete Lucas, and Tess Craft. Um, once again, much like our episode zero, uh, I actually consider this one negative one because it's really not much of a show. It was really just a, a technical test uh, that turned into a fairly long discussion. Um, but like the episode zero, this doesn't have the brackets. This is just sort of a rambling conversation where we uh, we talk over each other, but it's got all of the, the swearing and offensiveness and rudeness and uh, obnoxious opinions that you've come to love on our show. We never really intended to air this, at least not after we, we listened to it, although we've been uh, threatening to release it since, uh, since episode 25 as a bonus feature, and now since we are, are uh, at our two-year anniversary and giving you a lot of bonus content and showing you some of the stuff that you haven't seen, we decided to break it out and give you all a glimpse of the show that could have been and fortunately was not. So uh, here it is. The, uh, the best and worst superhero movie franchises. Now. Now? Oh, shit. Sorry. All right. So, uh, well, don't worry. We'll cut the beginning. We're just recording now. Fuck you, Michael. So anything you say, we now do have evidence of. Oh, yeah. And you can swear all you want. Yeah, this will be an... We're, we'll get an explicit tag. Cock oh, I would I would stop doing this if we weren't going to be able to swear. <laughs> Oops, Come on. How do you discuss uh, Superman 4 without swearing? Good point. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I, I don't actually so, think I've ever uh, seen Superman Damon, 4. let's begin. Alright. Welcome to Geek Fights, everybody. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, par usual, is Mike Ortiz. Hello. Mike Ortiz, who do we have with us? Today we have with us uh, Michael Felsher of Red Shirt Pictures. Say hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Of course. Uh, Pete Lucas, self-professed geek and all-around nice guy. Hey, folks. And uh, Tess Craft, resident geek chick and font of trivial knowledge. Hey, how's it going? So uh, what's our topic here tonight, Damon? Uh, today we're going to be discussing the best and worst comic book franchises. And by franchise, we mean comic book movies that have three films. So we're not including like Daredevil or Fantastic Four. It's going to be or the Superman spirit or the spirit. It's going to be Superman, Batman, the X-Men and uh, Spider-Man. Uh, are you so, still in the middle of smoking? <laughs> <laughs> we well, you know we were just taken in by the awe-inspiring length of that list. Uh, uh, Really? It's not that yes. long. No, it's, it's not that long. But work. Okay, that's fair. I, no, I like uh, that. And, and that also means uh, within each franchise, some will be within obvious. Uh, mm. Others not so obvious necessarily. So, um, we're going to begin with Superman. 
That's the, at least the franchise we're going to start with. There's five movies in that franchise. Superman started 1979. That's where basically the birth of the modern comic book movie comes from. Yes. So, uh, and Michael, still ranks as one of the best, I think. Let's. Uh, we're going to start with you, Michael, because okay. you're Michael. Well, that's <laughs> that's the best reason there, I guess. Yeah. Our, yes. uh, our uh, resident uh, film yeah. fanatic. Ah, yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, I think uh, the super, actually the Superman franchise, as with all of them, has a very steep amount of decline. Uh, but it started off with what still ranks as one of the best comic book films ever made. Uh, the original Superman, the movie, captured uh, the Americana of uh, Superman, introduced us to Christopher Reeve, who, for my you know, from my estimation, is still the perfect embodiment of the character. It had all the grandeur. It had all the epic qualities you'd want. And it sold it perfectly. Superman 2, though, was personally my favorite of the bunch. Only because it, it introduced some real ass-kicking villains to it. Still has the best Superman or superhero fight scene of any picture I've ever seen. Uh, despite the many problems that it, it encountered during uh, production with the replacement of Richard Donner, etc. Richard Lester did the third one after taking over for part two. The third one suffers from some really ill-advised humor. A villain in Robert Vaughn who, although he plays it well as he can, has no chance of standing up to Superman. And when you're dealing with a giant supercomputer and Richard Pryor, you've really kind of come down from the three Kryptonian villains. And then there's Superman 4, which ranks as the cinematic age of superhero movies. Uh, This is truly... The worst thing that ever happened to Christopher Reeve, aside from the whole paralyzing and dying thing, uh, it was it was unqu- it was really it was. This Tell us how you worst- really feel, Michael. Well, no, it is truly it is the worst <clears throat> comic book movie ever made, and we're getting to my choice wow. right off the bat because you don't go from Superman the movie to this. Uh, the special effects are unbelievably cheap. They were cheap back then. In 1987, they looked like shit. Uh, I remember sitting in the theater going, oh, my dear God, did they have a dollar fifty or a dollar twenty five <laughs> to do these effects? And they have not aged well. And the, the it was incomprehensible. The movie was cut down to 90 minutes from a two hour running time. And the movie makes absolutely no sense. Has one of the dumbest villains in Nuclear Man. Hey, and- Nuclear Man is awesome. Anyway, so they have the, uh, you know, they have the nuclear man character. They have the, it just violates every conceivable sin of storytelling in it. And when they finally released a special edition DVD, people were loudly complaining that they weren't restoring the original full length cut because everyone's like, we need the footage back because then this movie will make sense. They included all the deleted scenes in a separate section. And once you actually got into the deleted scenes, all the complaining about seeing a two hour version about Superman 4 stopped because the deleted <laughs> yeah. footage was so bad they had uh, when when dc comics uh they did an adaptation of superman 4 um when the movie came out that was not surprisingly far superior um and they actually did this from the original script so those scenes are are left in but they were not uh, you know, no one had seen what they had filmed. They just adapted the scenes, and it actually fleshed the story out considerably more. So, you know, it, it left a lot of people thinking that whatever two-hour version of this is out there was actually a far better movie. And then yeah. when we actually saw what what they actually <laughs> did film, 
um, it was like, oh my god, they actually. I'm I'm really glad they cut this out. They should have cut more. Yeah, they really should have. If they were going to go that far with it, I mean, why leave it in under 90 minutes? Let's cut it down to a half an hour and make it a TV special. I mean, why let us suffer? It was going to be incomprehensible garbage anyway. So why even put us through 85 minutes or whatever it was? It was truly, uh, it's a running between that and Super Pup. What is the worst thing to ever happen to the Superman franchise? Super Pup <laughs> never saw the light of day. That's true. At least they tried to keep that from us. They right. did inflict it upon us on the DVD box set, but you knew going in that that was just well, going to be... You, at least we didn't technically pay for that. Yeah, um, we did. It was that, a throwaway we item. Bought, and it, but uh, I, I paid full price to see... So did I. For, um, so did I. ...opening weekend, and uh, oh, I'll dear, never get that just, back. But anyway, moving and, on, moving past Superman 4, you have to move past it because if you don't, you'll just talk about it forever. Um, Superman Returns was the attempted reboot from Brian Singer after coming off the first two X-Men movies. Uh, Superman had been threatened to be rebooted a hundred times, everyone from Kevin Smith to Tim Burton. They had spent a hundred million bucks on the film before they ever rolled frame one on it. And it was met with what could best be considered a lukewarm reaction. There were a lot of people that didn't like the fact that it adhered so closely to the Donner universe. Uh, didn't have nearly as much action. And Superman doesn't even throw a punch in the movie. And I liked it because I thought it did capture a lot of what Donner had tried to do. I thought it was a, a genuinely well-intentioned movie. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think... After coming off of films like Batman, you know, begins where we really saw a complete reboot of the character and a fresh new approach. I was looking for something more than what we'd already gotten, even though it was well made as it was. But I do like; I still stand behind my uh, positive review of that movie. I just I can see why it did not go over as well as it could be. But hey, after Superman four, Brian Singer could have just taken his pants down and just shit right into the camera for two hours and it would have still been an improvement so he, he a, at least a that. slight improvement a slight uh, um Who, what's your what's your top and bottom of the of the superman series yeah, well, um well i have to say um surprisingly you went top to bottom i completely agree with michael on this particular subject you lie and, and i'm quite astounded by that because normally i do not agree with him about anything uh, <laughs> well, you're an all-around nice guy, you know. And that's you know. <laughs> well, that's true. I try. I, my only problem with the uh, the second one was that I think that was probably pretty much anybody who had a problem with the second one was the the big plastic S that he wound up ripping off his chest. But that was I had no problem point. with the big plastic S. <laughs> family Guy had a problem with the big plastic S. I have a problem with Family Guy. I'm like, that's not a superpower, and that wasn't even in the costume. So where the heck did that? I, just, I thought that was pretty cool. I think they should actually put that in the comics. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I like that. I know you're not. That, uh, and Tess, do, you, do you have a different, a different opinion? Um, actually, I would put Superman four as the absolute worst. It it is marginally better than uh than superman returns however if they had actually made the original version of superman returns that the intended one which uh, would have starred nicholas cage and yes that would have been the absolute worst that would have been worse than anything possible. else that i could yeah, based on the based on the photographic evidence we were revealed not too long ago uh holy crap once again yeah, exactly once again we were mercifully spared Yes, we were. Now, Super Pop versus Burton Superman Returns. Or was it Superman Lives, was it called, I think? 
Yeah, Superman Lives, yeah. Or the uh, or the J.J. Abrams script, supposedly, where he and Lex were brothers somehow. I don't know. I didn't read it. I just heard people ranting about it. I, I, have, I have to, to disagree with uh, Michael on this point, though. I actually thought Super Pup was quite entertaining, not for the content itself, but just because we sat around that night and we were doing the MST3000 version of it. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was a, tra- it was a train wreck. It was like a train wreck. But that would have been an entirely different movie. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. and had we not had our own soundtrack to go with that thing, I would say it was terrible. But well, then I, I think uh, we're actually not saying Super Pup was entertaining, but that we were. Yes, yes, we were. We were Which damn why, funny. Why people are going to listen to us talking about this now? Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think there's. There's. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone's really going to disagree on on this particular topic. The, the movies really did seem to go in order, at least in terms of declining for me. Although a lot of people will argue uh, Superman 2 being uh, the superior of the first two. But I think this this is one of those things where, where the most of the kind of geek canon kind of still leans towards the first one. Uh, the second one being after that, the third one and the fourth. And then people will debate where Superman Returns fits in that. I actually would put Superman Returns kind of after two and before three. Oh, yeah. That's but, where yes. mine would fall. But... Um, you know, I, I I really don't. Rarely do I see any any kind of real debate over over this. Um, I mean, for me, I, I think it, it's pretty obvious that one is the best. Uh, you know, certainly captures it more. Um, it has a considerably better soundtrack. Uh, one mm-hmm. of John Williams' best soundtracks. And uh, you know, th- this is this is not the divisive topic. But I think if we go to Batman. The bat. Uh, yeah, Batman's going to be interesting. <laughs> this is where I think uh, there might be some more disagreement. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, and there are eight movies in the Batman franchise. Eight movies. Eight theatrical release movies for Batman. Uh, you've got Batman in 1966. Then again in 1989. Mm. You've got, uh, let's see, Batman Returns in 92. Batman Forever 95. Batman and Robin 97. Batman Begins in 2005, The Dark Knight in 2008, and one that I think almost everybody here forgot about, Batman Mask of the Phantom. Which was actually... Are we going to include that uh, in this list? Might as well be. That that may change my list. It it changes mine. I forgot all about it. Because that's an excellent Batman movie. It's a really good Batman movie if you have... It is. No, it it was very good. Damon, why don't... uh, Okay, that's uh, that's your top. Why don't you start this round? My top? Mask of the Phantasm is not my top. I'm sorry. The top of the Batman series, without a doubt for me, has got to be Dark Knight. I, I love Dark Knight. Beginning to end, how can you not? Honestly, and I don't think I'll have much disagreement. Somebody might like another one for a different reason, but Dark Knight is the top. But my bottom, it, see, people would think it would be Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is at least somewhat fun, and you can still watch Batman and Robin for its hokey stupidness. Yeah, you're Batman there for Forever, the lulls at that point. Yeah, Batman, for, uh, Batman Forever is atrocious. I dare yeah. you to go back and watch it. Nobody does. That's the one nobody goes back to. They don't even play it on TV. They don't play it on TV. Do you realize how horrible movie has to be to not be played on TV? But uh, that's my uh, that's what I've got to say. Dark Knight is my top. Uh, Batman and Robin is uh, sorry. Batman Forever is the bottom. 
But if it wasn't for Dark Knight, Mask of the Phantasm definitely would have been my number one because it did kick the shit out of the three movies that came before it. I thought anybody else came before it. Nope, three movies. I thought that came out. That came out after Batman Forever Return. It came. No, it came out. Uh, it came out between six. 
Batman and Robin. I think it is a, an endlessly... You just like nipples on Batman. No, because there's nipples in uh, Batman Forever, which is at my bottom. Ha ha! Your theory's been blown, Tess! <laughs> but, uh, he said it's, blown. It's... <laughs> <laughs> and, and that fits with uh, with with the the, the Batman and Rob, Batman and Robin, um, just the just the ridiculousness of it. I actually put it like the holy Batman. rusted metal Batman, Rob, Batman and Robin. That was, that, that was in Batman Forever. That was Batman Forever. Yeah, but it is, you know the the Bat credit card. I absolutely loved as every bit as much as I love Bat Shark Repellent. I mean, I I, I see those movies as being. <laughs> Kind of a, a spiritual successor to the Batman TV show and, and the Batman movie, which I rate fairly high on this this list too. But uh, Batman Forever, I don't I don't find it nearly as unwatchable as Damon. Um, I actually think it's uh, I, I can I can enjoy that movie, but it is certainly my least favorite. Wait, when when, did, when was the last time you watched Batman Forever? When the DVD set came out. So what, like eight years ago? No, 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 that was less than eight years ago. When the new set came out after Batman Begins. Okay, the new set after Batman Begins. Yeah, so we watched five all of them. Ago. Oh, I mean, again, yeah. it's, I, I think there's a lot to, uh, to like about the movie. I actually thought that, that the Robin stuff was, uh, was pretty good. I, um, I thought that they, they made that character work there fairly well. Yeah, but if Robin is the strongest aspect of any Batman movie, I mean, come on. I'm not saying that it was a great movie. I'm just saying I can watch it again. I can watch hell. I with the except I I've watched Superman four again, and I hate that movie. I oh no, let's not. We're not going back to Superman four. Please, we can't. can't. I've entirely blacked that one out of my memory. Superman four will not stay dead in this conversation because it's become the standard by which the others are judged. Oh, so, all right. All right. Now I got to throw my uh, I got to throw my two cents in on the Batman thing. I think most of you guys have said it really well. Although I was stunned into silence that anyone in their right motherfucking mind could pick Batman Returns as the worst of the eight movies. Give me a goddamn break. Are you serious? With Batman Tell us what you really think. Batman, <laughs> and, and, and Forever and Batman and Robin both sitting out there stinking up the joint. You're going to pick <laughs> a movie that at least had a wonderful performance from Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. You can disagree with Danny DeVito's portrayal or whatever, or how far Burton took the universe. I have problems with the movie, too. But, I mean, give me a break. It's one of the best-looking Batman movies. I mean, just visually speaking, it's gorgeous to look at. I can't even get through Batman Forever. And I agree, Batman Forever is actually the worst of the entire lot because uh, nothing about it that there's nothing about it that made me want to watch it again not one single solitary thing it was not even <laughs> drew barrymore not even i can watch drew barrymore looking hot in a number of movies i don't need to watch fucking batman forever for it i mean and then batman and robin i can't watch the film all the way through but it's so deliriously stupid it is so deliriously in love with its own gayness and ridiculousness <laughs> that you can't help but it's a bit too self-referential for you. Oh, 
give me a break. The movie, I mean, anytime you got Arnold Schwarzenegger in there trying to lead these guys in this song, and I'm just like, <laughs> really? This Someone filmed this and didn't think this was just not going to work? It's yeah, fascinating. They, they figured out a way to make Arnold Schwarzenegger actually look even more Austrian than he already was. His, um, accent, his accent in that movie somehow manages to go from being mildly incomprehensible to just it just I, I couldn't understand half the shit he said wait so, a minute Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger tried to lead somebody in song in that one oh god yeah. I, now I have to go back and watch that, it because uh, I apparently blocked it out of my miser, memory. The cold miser was that? <laughs> yeah, the, cold, the cold miser song. Yeah, I mean. But anyway, I, 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 I want to say like one. Clooney's Batman. I know people. Uh, Clooney's okay. He doesn't that, break, but I he thought, didn't really. Uh, break and I thought he, you know, he actually of oh. all the Batman. And I know this is a weird kind of thing to focus on, but uh, all, all of the other Batmans, to some extent, even Christian Bale. When they were in the costume, it looked like, especially uh, Val Kilmer, it looked like Val Kilmer in a costume. I mean, they were still very recognizable as who they are. Yet somehow Clooney looked the least like George Clooney. And I, th- I mean, it's probably something just as simple as, as the, the sculpt on the mask, which I think they had, had kind of refined a lot by then. But uh, it's it really was the only time I didn't look at the actor and go that actor's face is a little too easily recognized. And maybe also just with with Clooney, he's uh, maybe a little bit more generic looking. I don't know. Um, well, maybe there's also the fact that he's surrounded by eighteen thousand pounds of gayness on every shot. And, you know, and maybe that is part of it. Is the rest of the movie distracts you? Which, <laughs> I mean, my God, you wouldn't notice. It. Arnold Schwarzenegger could have put on the bat suit, and you would have been able to figure <laughs> who the fuck it was. I mean, but going back to the best of them. I got to go with Dark Knight just because the epic scope, everything that Christopher Nolan did in that. And, you know, they tell me that's Heath Ledger under the Joker makeup. I still don't believe that's him because I don't recognize anything that Heath Ledger has ever done before in that performance. It's an, it was an iconic performance before anyone ever saw it. And then once you saw it, it actually lived up to that hype. It was, uh, it was magnificent, and I can't go wrong with that. However, I would like to throw out one thing. We were mentioning Mask of the Phantasm. My yeah. choice for best Batman movie, had it been a theatrical release, would actually be Batman Return of the Joker. Yeah, because, that's a really oh. good one. If they had made that a theatrical release, it would be a contender. I gotta tell you, if for no other reason than that last fucking half hour. With, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, only, only if we are making it the, uh, the unedited. Oh yeah, that's of course. The uncut, the uncut version of that movie is a masterpiece. Oh, it's got Hamill. It's got yeah. I like it. it's, it's such just, a great I mean, place. Also, yeah, the sadisticness of that scene and then that topper line he has, if you don't like the movie, I've got slides. Oh my god, it's just so I mean it was the it was the, it was the outgrowth of what Mask of the Phantasm started. And yeah. I just thought that, that if that had been a theatrical release, it would probably be my favorite Batman. And quite frankly, if it wasn't for Heath Ledger's Joker performance Every time I hear the Joker, when I read comics, I hear Mark Hamill's voice. Mark That's Hamill. exactly it. That's me too. I hear Mark Hamill's voice. Yeah. I hear Mark Hamill's voice as Joker, even, like Joker in my head. Even now, I still hear Hamill because that's to me one of the things. And I guess uh, we, you know, when we start comparing the movies a little bit more later, uh, when we kind of decide which are the are the best overall. Um, you know that to me is one of the, the the weaker parts of the movie. As much as I love Heath Ledger's performance, it is so unique to that movie. It's not he wasn't capturing 
what was the the essence of the character in other media. He was making something that was very much his own. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. don't. Mark Hamill, just like Kevin Conway, those are the voices I hear when I read the comics. Not so much um, the voices that uh, that are from the movies. But I would even say that with with Superman, as much as I love Christopher Reeve, as as much as he, I think, nailed that performance and defined that character more than anybody else who's ever done any performance in a comic book movie, that's still not the Superman I see when I, I read the comic. It's just not. It's so specific to that particular piece. Yeah. And I- yeah, we should give a shout out though, just because we have overlooked it. The the original, I mean, everyone knocks the series, but you gotta love that series because it did know what it was supposed to be. It was deliberately campy, and Adam West was a hell of a lot. I of fun. love the series. I loved. I mean, I, I actually, and one one thing I want to say is I kind of uh, agree with Michael on the Batman Returns. I actually think uh, Batman Returns. Uh, I like that considerably more than Burton's first Batman movie. But I, I, I think I might put. The, the 66 Batman um, up there as well. It's I, I really that I, I watched that one recently, and you know ultimately that take on it, the character becomes the most fun. Mm-hmm. It epitomizes yeah. everything that was the best about the series, and it, it really it's a very good encapsulation of all the of the fun that the series was. And I, we got to give having just seen it, Nick Cage deserves a big shout out for his dead on Adam West <laughs> as Big Daddy and kick ass. That was yeah. such a perfect Adam West. That was just and it snuck up on me. I was like, holy shit, he's doing Adam West. And it reminded me of how much I enjoyed that Batman. You know, it's not a Batman that works in any other universe aside from that show. But uh, he does deserve he doesn't deserve any derision. That was deliberate and it was a, a campy choice, but fuck it, it worked. It was the nineteen sixties. What do you want, you know? Um, now I think the, the next the next group, the next franchise, um, is gonna be another one where there's not all not a whole lot of debate as to the order, but uh, what about Spider Man? Can I start on this one? Go ahead. Very simple. Number two is the best. Number one was a good origin movie. Works really well. There's about 25% of Spider-Man 3 that works. The rest of it's just the same shit we've seen before, and I didn't really care for it. And you can tell that uh, Sam Raimi really wasn't into the Venom thing. Uh, they overstuffed it like they do most third comic book movies. That's a problem with a lot of third comic. This is probably a good place to address that. Two villains. Yeah, that's the, they bring in. Not only do they bring in too many villains, but they bring in too many other characters we don't need in the first place. So it's like, okay, we not only are we dealing with everyone we've met in the first two movies, we're going to bring in another girl. We're going to bring in this guy. We're going to bring in a guy that's uh, you know wants to be his contention for this guy. You know, it's just like, guys, focus on enough to make the story work. You did it in, Sp- in Spider-Man Two is one of the top five comic book movies ever, and they'd made it very wise choice in not expanding it to a ridiculous degree. They focused in on one villain with sort of a continuing side villain story with the green goblin with James Franco, but that's still present in Spider-Man three. And you know, it's just like by the time Spider-Man three is over with, you're just like, good Lord, this movie had no focus whatsoever. And I kind of got the feeling that Sam Raimi at some point just threw his hands up and said, fine, they want this. I'll just film it and be done with it. That's actually exactly what he says on the commentary. Uh, if you listen to the commentary for Spider-Man three, he talks about how eight months, nine months before the, 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 the opening date, they said, you've got an opening date, make us a movie. Oh, it's yeah. like Clash of the Titans in 3D. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. They just said, and it shows. Here. It shows so, in the but, movie. You know, it ultimately, isn't that what killed him on Spider-Man Four? They were trying yeah. to do it to him again. They had the and same were- impasse, and this time, rather than repeat, you know, the failure of Spider-Man Three, he just walked, which was smart. Which I don't. Which I am. I'm glad he did because he's a, too talented a filmmaker to keep wasting his time doing Spider-Man movies. After Spider-Man Two, quite frankly, I, I wish he'd walked. Because but then after- you're bringing up another problem, which is common in the franchise movie. It's the endless contemporary reboot. If you're going to talk about the overcompression, you have to talk about the endless contemporary reboot. Like, oh, well, we did these three movies five years ago. There's a whole generation that hasn't seen it yet. We're going to do it all over again, like they're talking about doing with Spider-Man, which they did with Superman. They well, that was. A, I think that's uh, that is an outgrowth of the reboot movement, and I think it's. I don't know if it's going to work or not because I think. It's not like these movies are that old. Whereas with, with Batman, let's face it, we all can argue Batman and Robin until we blew in the face. It killed Batman. It fucking yeah. shot Batman in the head and left him to die in the street while the animals came around and ravaged his corpse and picked all the meat off the bones. There was nothing you know, left of Batman. I was, I was thinking you were going to go for a you know Bruce Wayne's parents being shot metaphor, not an animal eating the corpse metaphor there. <laughs> No, because that's where you would have expected me to go, and I'm not going to do that shit. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Batman and Robin killed Batman. Just fucking killed him. So they, yeah. they had to... They had so to much c- so that we jumped back to that topic. Yeah. <laughs> but whereas with Spider-Man, I mean, Spider-Man 3 was just a couple of years ago, and it made a shitload of money, even though no one really liked it that much. So, right. it, again, was a reboot is a reboot completely necessary, or could they have just recast and gone off in another direction? I guess time will tell. I just think it's funny that the guy they've hired to direct the next one is named Mark Webb. Give me a break. Well, I'm, I'm sure that was a major factor. That's, that's I mean, it might have been. I mean, really, was there a guy out there named Spider that they overlooked? I mean, come on, Mark Webb. Come on. I mean, actually, there a- is. They could have had Rob Zombie's brother, he would have been the alternate. That uh, his bro- that Rob Zombie's brother's name is Spider, and he could have very easily have uh, been the inappropriately named new no dr- no draft of the script yet director. See, the problem is if you bring up Rob Zombie, that's going to lead us into horror franchises. We don't have the time or the space for that. No, we're still well, so for you to talk. Right <laughs> just got to stay with the uh, cup. But I don't. I don't think there's any real disagreement about this order. No, unless somebody does. It- I don't, I don't. I don't have a d- disagreement, but I mean, doesn't uh, doesn't all that all those types of problems basically go back to the? Co- I mean, it seems like they'll release a movie and they don't know what to expect, and then it does really well. And when you start releasing the subsequent movies, it seems like the company wants to get more and more involved with all the decisions, and you got to put these characters in here. So it's not. It's it's ultimately it's taken out of the director's hands, and the company's coming to him and saying, "Hey, we need to sell more action figures, or we need to sell." more glasses or whatever we need more characters in there well these are products to a large degree i mean let's not kid ourselves i mean there's these movies are designed to be entertaining and fun and all that but there's there's a lot of money to be made the problem um, is but the problem is the problem is they get it right so often with the second movie if you look at the second movies in these franchises nine times out of ten they're better than equal to or better than the first one so what is it with third comic book movies where shit just goes comp- there's not a single good one in the bunch there's not one ah. third comic book movie that actually could be legitimately called yes that was as good 
or worthy of the other two in the series. There's not not a single fucking one of them. Yeah, that's true. But I think that that's true for a lot of uh, a lot of franchises in general. The Godfather. Um, but it, I, no, I, not, I think, no, not the God. Don't bring up the Godfather. But I, but I think part of it is that that idea that um, at some point because these are all. All the movies we've talked about here, with the you know exception of maybe Superman four, um, made a ton of money for the the film companies. So whenever there is this much money at stake, you usually do wind up seeing um, this this sort of thing happening because they they don't want the the director to uh, to do his vision of something. They want something that's going to produce a, a certain amount of, of product. And, um, you know, they, that certainly happened to Batman. I think right now we're seeing that hopefully not happening with Christopher Nolan and the next Batman. But, you know, again, he made an enormous amount of money. And, they're, you know, I think maybe people are starting to wisely realize people, people who can make a movie that makes $600 million, maybe you let them do it. I mean, they, they did it with James Cameron, and, and he made Avatar. So yeah. maybe someone's, and, you know, it certainly seems like Favreau is not complaining about, you know, any sort of treatment like that on Iron Man. So maybe it is just a matter of they, they tried it their way, they failed, and maybe... Just purely for financial reasons, not artistic reasons, that they realize, well, hell, we're failing the other way. Why don't we let the director do it? And if it works and he keeps making I'm money, getting, they'll let it do it. I'm, get, I'm getting some weird... Can we stop? For, I'm getting some weird feedback uh, on my end. Is anybody else hearing some breakup of those? No. Nope. Nope, it's just you. Oh, well, good, good, good. That's great. Maybe you're just crazy. Oh, wait, no, there's no maybe about it. But this nice little stop leads us to the X-Men. Pete, do you know which X-Men movies are? Come on, give it, give them to us. <laughs> well, with the X-Men franchise, I thought they pretty much went in order. X, I like the first one the best and the third one the worst. What about and Wolverine? Actually, well, what about Wolverine? I was I was just thinking about Wolverine. I'm like, <laughs> oh, uh, I think we include that. I mean, it's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah was, we have to include Wolverine. Was, uh, and we have to say, I think, I actually think X Men Three is just a little bit worse than Wolverine. I would really? put uh, yes, I would put oh. X Men Three at the bottom of the list. Hmm, I did not like the way they handled the Dark Phoenix, the whole saga. I, I know I'm probably in the minority as far as as far as characters I like, but I actually care. I actually like Cyclops, and yeah, part of the whole Dark Phoenix thing. It was Cyclops was part of the one was one of the ones who redeemed her, helped her get back to normal and everything. And they kill him in the first five minutes of the movie. Well, you know why they like, did that? Oh, well, yeah, I, I know why they did that. He, he couldn't be in Superman and X Men. He had they hey he had to choose and. Which would you choose? I would choose to go with Superman. I thought it That's was. Uh, kind of I thought it was because Holly Berry wanted Storm to have a bigger role and a better haircut. <laughs> but, uh, I'm pretty sure it was it was Superman because let's see, Last Stand is 2006 and Superman Returns is 2006. They probably filmed around the same time because if you remember, that's why. Um, oh, who's the director of X2? I can't Brian Singer. Right Singer. That's why he, that's why he didn't direct X-Men 3. Correct. However, right, I think yeah. I think if they had given Cyclops a, yeah, a, he was a meteor role... Superman Returns. 
think, yeah, yeah. I, I think if they had given him a meteor role and actually, you know, made him a a, a large part of the storyline, he probably wouldn't have bailed for Superman Returns. So, so the reason that the Last Stand is bottom for you is because not enough Cyclops. Well, that's 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 part of the reason. It was the whole messing with the Dark Phoenix storyline that I enjoyed the first time around that I didn't care for. Okay. See, I, I think, think I would uh, go two. Uh, X Men Two X Two is my favorite, with uh, Wolverine being my least. Oddly enough, because Wolverine is the best part of X Two, I love him in X Two. That that scene where he takes out like the whole fleet of guys is great. When he goes into Berserker rage, but when he does it in Wolverine, it seems so. I don't know, just planned and flimsy. I hate Wolverine. I hate it with a passion. I'm kick it in the face. Sorry. <laughs> Tess, what do you think? Well, I have a, um, a, a different opinion than that. Um, I happen to like X2 as the, the best uh, for, for me personally because of that whole, you know, Wolverine goes absolutely nuts kind of thing. Um, but I, I actually have to put X3 as my least favorite um, the reason I choose that as opposed to X-Men Wolverine is Liev Schreiber gives such a great performance as Sabretooth. I loved that depiction. And I love the fact that they went into the Wolverine origin story, which is something that got me into the comic in the first place. That I really liked Wolverine origin. All of the rest of that bullshit aside, all of it, the... Ugh, all the rest of it. That makes it better than X3 for me because you had the Phoenix story that they killed. You had the worst CGI age change I've ever seen. And even Patrick Stewart couldn't say it. Well, it was the first, it was the first time they ever did that. That was number one. It might be the worst, but that was brown breaking, brown, groundbreaking, uh, what is it, special effects at the time. That was the first time they'd ever tried that. It was still kind of creepy looking, though. How, it how was extremely Stewart, creepy. How could Patrick Stewart save that movie when he was only he was also only in about ten minutes of it? Yeah, I'm gonna, I, that's, I, see, I uh, I I liked uh, X Men Three uh, a lot more than Wolverine. Um, I I thought it was it was stupid and it was yeah. not a, a well made movie, but I actually had a lot of fun and I really liked Kelsey Grammer as the Beast. Um, and and it's the only. I will give you that. He yeah. actually is who I and see in my head when uh, I look about the beast. It's the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love that. I mean, but here's so. you know what's funny. But the, with it, it not being a fan of the, I don't read the X Men comics. I tend to think I liked X Men Three for what it was, even though I'm sitting there going, "This is it's lowest common. It's, it's 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 lowest common denominator shit." A lot of time in that movie, it's like they were trying to please as many people as they could, so they end up pleasing no one. But it, it moved well enough, and I, I thought it was entertaining enough, but it wasn't a patch on X2. X2 is the best. It's got yeah. the most developed themes. It's got the best characters. It was singer firing on all thrusters because he did the first one well enough. you know. And, it, it, and the first one's still a very good origin movie, but I'm sorry. Wolverine is, aside from any issues you have with it, it's flat-out fucking boring boring yeah. movie I, I couldn't believe how boring wolverine was all the good shits in the trailer and what's in the trailer wasn't even that damn good it was oh, wait, just don't like forget this about is the, the best bullet 
Animantium bullet. I love that. Let's shoot Wolverine in the head with an animantium bullet. Yeah, the animantium bullet. And then, right, and then it at the end of it, none of it matters. Really none of it matters at the end of it because freaky mutant Deadpool. And yeah. I don't, I don't want to see them give Deadpool his own movie. <laughs> no, not that Deadpool. No, I don't. Either. I don't even like the normal Deadpool. I don't. I, I really don't care for that character very much. <laughs> no, that was it. Was a boring movie, and then at the end, they managed to say, "Oh, by the way, everything you just watched doesn't matter." Oh, great. Well, then, could you have told me that in the beginning? I could have gone see something else. You and know, and actually, just, oh, it's a. It's a prequel that contradicts the original, like most prequels do, because it's supposed to take place, what, five or ten years before the X-Men movie? In the X-Men movie, Wolverine has a full body scan, and they're looking at him, and they see that he's got metal laced all over his body, and they go, I wonder why he can't remember anything. They would see the hole that the bullet left, or maybe even the bullet. Wait, no, the bullet came out, but they would see the damn hole in his head. Well, no, they wouldn't because <laughs> the adamantium was... No, the adamantium doesn't regrow. It's gold, bullet, I know. Did it go into his head? Yes, it did. Uh, that thing rattled around in his brain. I don't remember. I, I seem to recall wishing it had gone into my head. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, let's uh, not forget that X-Men The Last Stand is the only one that has the original X-Men in it. It has every last one. It has Angel, true. Beast, Iceman, Cyclops, and, and uh, the Phoenix, yeah. Jean Grey. The only yeah. one that has the original Colossus five. is in it. I love Colossus. There's a brief Sentinel in it, so there's a lot of nice geek moments in it. Yeah. The problem with the problem with X Men Three is compared to X Two and even X One, it's disposable. It's well, just kind right. of although like, one of the when I walked out, I was expecting to really, really hate that movie. Oh yeah, we all were. And we all. I think. Um, I think I, you know, they had yeah. Brian Singer on the movie, and then Matthew Vaughn on the movie, and then. Uh, you know, finally a, a who was it that did directed that one again? Brett Ratner? Brett Ratner, yeah. Yeah, um, Brett Ratner. Yeah. Um, so he did, a, he did a serviceable job, but at the end of the day. It was one of those, I, I would have been surprised that the movie came out as well as it did. As entertaining as it was. And I felt like I'd been unpleasantly serviced by that movie. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> See, and I guess I was pleasantly serviced by that movie, so that's the difference. Which says more about you than it does her, I think, really. But I do have now. Here's something I was just thinking about. I was just realizing, in this discussion of of films that have had three or more entries, technically speaking, we can discuss Fantastic Four because of the Corman. That was that. That was never theatrically released, right? Yeah. It well, no, actually, it did play in a theater. It did have a couple showings. It did not go well, out. If we want, well, if we want to. But then again, that would mean we would have to discuss Fantastic Four, and I really don't yeah. want to do that. <laughs> well, that's easy. The they all suck. One, <laughs> they all suck, but the second one is better than the first, just like every other comic book movie. Uh, yeah, I, li I actually liked both of them. I, yeah. I like the second one a lot. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, they were, they were, they were not, not certainly up to the other comic book movies. No. And, and no, you want to watch, you, you want to watch the Fantastic Four? Watch The Incredibles, done. The Incredibles is a much better Fantastic Four movie. That's actually how the Fantastic Four should be done. Not necessarily uh, animated style, but just the, the interplay done. between the family members. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, oh, God. I'm sorry I even brought it up, guys. My yeah. fault. All right. So it's all Michael's fault as usual. That's right. My only comment on that would be I never saw the Corman one. I heard about it, and I said, you know, I just don't have an hour and a half to waste. It's uh, it's horrible. 
It's bad, I but like, it's kind of charming in its own weird way. I like you Roger know, Corman charming. in general. Um, it it yeah. actually is as as much as I I hate to say it. I have seen it, and I, I you know I, I had a lot of obvious problems with it, but it actually uh, in many ways is a is better written and a better story than the first Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, which is sad. <laughs> It's the special effects are horrible, and, and you know every everything about how the movie was made uh, was horrible. But although oh, I did like the Doctor Doom costume a little bit, but it was definitely uh, you know watching it going, you know, it's not really that bad a story. Whereas the, the first Fantastic Four movie, even though I liked the movie or I enjoyed the movie quite a bit because the Fantastic Four is um, among my favorite comic book characters, and that 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 movie doesn't make a lick of sense. The second one I actually thought was pretty good. But yeah, if the Corman movie just had you know the money and the technology, if you could just take, if you could combine the two, you might get a good movie out of it, or a less bad movie out of it. So much that's a ringing endorsement. Yeah, right there, you can get a less bad movie out of it. Hey. So what is the best and the worst of this whole bunch? Well, the worst should be pretty fucking obvious, I would yeah. think. And, and for me, that that is what makes the uh, the first my first choice was I would pick Superman. I know a lot of people As may you, go Dark Knight, but I I think Superman is the best. Um, only because I think it really just nailed and and redefined that character, not just in movies, but it has become the sort of de facto interpretation of Superman. And uh, I don't think The Dark Knight was a, was a game changer in quite that same way. It was a, a, a maybe a, a movie that was, it was a better movie objectively, but I don't, I don't think it resonates with me as much because uh, it, it really is kind of a, a very specific interpretation uh, rather than the iconic interpretation, which I think is a lot harder to pull off. Well, that's entirely supported by the point you made earlier about when you hear different people in your head as far as that particular character, where you can think that something's an incredible portrayal and it still not be the character you hear in your head when you're reading the comic or what, and you're talking about the, uh, you know, the other stuff that goes along with it. I see Christopher Reeve in my head like that from the very first movie. Anytime I ever think of Superman, ever, that's reading, that's other movies, that's who I see in my head. And you've got, you've got all of that other stuff transferring directly in one portrayal instead of being able to sign a little bit tall, a little bit all different ones. At least that's my thought. Damon. Yeah. Uh, well, when it comes to Superman being the top, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't agree. Just based on the fact that the first Superman movie I ever saw, mind you, I don't really like Superman to begin with, but the first Superman I ever saw was Superman 4. I'm, uh, that's the one that was 1986, I was nine years old, wasn't so it? Your mind was broken at that it was point. 80, it was, yeah, 87. That's what happened, is, uh, yeah. it, it warped so, you and harmed you. Oh. Right, I can't, I can't, I can't pick Show Superman. us on the doll where Superman 4 touched you. <laughs> <laughs> bad touch, bad touch. 
It touched uh, me in the heart. Hey, I, it, I, I was nine years old. I liked Nuclear Man and his growing nails where he scratches <laughs> Superman. You know, shut, up, right. shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> it doesn't make it for uh that's where they got the idea for Wolverine, Nuclear Man was yeah. first. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I I I'm and that's the Superman I saw first. I wasn't around for Superman to be the iconic movie for my use. Superman four was that and then and I was like, Okay, that was fun, it didn't make any sense, but I was nine years old, so who cared? The the one that's iconic for me is Batman, the the Batman movie. I still remember going to the movie theater with my parents, like opening weekend. It was great, but my number one has got to be Dark Knight. And even though it doesn't, it didn't change what Batman did in the comic books. I think Dark Knight is a direct representation of what happened in the late '80s with Batman in the comic books. I think if what happened in those comics doesn't happen, you don't have Dark Knight because that that's that's where it happened. I think what you like is the fact that Superman came out and then the comics started to reflect what the movie had. I think the exact opposite happens with Dark Knight. Uh, Michael, what's your top? Okay, well, bottom Superman four. It's a colon cancer of cinema. Um, but then you've got the the top one. I, you know, Dark Knight would be my choice because it's a brilliant movie. Even Batman Begins might be up there. They're very, very close in my estimation. Uh, what puts Dark Knight over the edge is I think he expanded it to a much... It's like a big epic crime drama that Batman happens to appear in. And, of course, Heath Ledger's Joker, which is probably one of the greatest portrayals in modern cinema, really. And I don't think I'm understating that. However, yeah. However, my favorite comic book movie of all time for emotional reasons shut up the emotional reasons and if you ever say that again i, I will hunt you down <laughs> if, if if the 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 emotional reasons because it delivered in so many ways it had a great romance at the head at, at the heart of it the best villains amazing fight sequences and it just had for a kid the, the the payoffs despite all the problems with it you can spot i gotta go with superman too Superman 2 has, and I know, you can't argue that it's a better movie than 1. 1 is a stronger film. But for me, Superman 2 is the one that immediately comes to mind. I think that movie just gives you everything you could ask for and more, and it still hasn't been topped in some ways. Um, Mr. Lucas, you got anything to say for us? I have to go. My favorite, my favorite movie is Superman 1. I, I, I watched it when I was 12. My dad took me to the theater to see it. And I never rewatched it as an adult, so that one is forever in my mind with my twelfth, my twelve-year-old youthful exuberance and enthusiasm, and amazement at at seeing him fly around. So Superman one at the top, Superman four definitely at the bottom. <laughs> and you know that that is the other reason why I, I pick Superman as the number one is because then that just shows you that one franchise. <laughs> Look at the decline! My God. <laughs> frames is is definitive of uh, it frames the whole debate on both ends and that less than 10 years that is amazing <laughs> yeah that is a decline i mean some of these franchises it's like a train that slows down eventually runs out of gas and just kind of goes off the rails yeah and superman was like a bullet train that was going down the track hit a couple of things flew off the cliff and killed 800 children on the way down <laughs> it's like I mean, I've never seen it's a mass carnage. 
Yeah, it was not even 10 years. It was not even 10 years to go from being literally the invention of the modern comic book movie to the one that everyone refers to as, oh, dear God, I hate comic book movies because I saw Superman 4. Yeah, and it basically created and killed uh, that genre. Yeah, it did. uh, Certainly, you know, the Batman movie, uh, the original 1966 Batman movie was successful, but it didn't really kind of spawn... um, any kind of big hero uh, type movies, but the Superman movie—I mean, there were four, four sequels in there, but each one just progressively worse. Yeah, um, I mean, in, in the late '80s was a bad time for comic book movies until Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, came along, because it just seemed like everything was falling apart. And then, yeah, '87 with like the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Yeah, See, oh, it, it did, they oh. didn't. But Superman, they wait didn't a minute, wait a minute, the Punisher. Oh, um, the Punishers had three theatrical movies. Oh my God, we forgot all about it. Um, How could we forget the Punisher? Punisher easily. Warzone, <laughs> Punisher, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, Punisher Warzone yes. kicks fucking ass. Although yeah. I have to say, I have to say though, Punisher Warzone was murdered by the critics, murdered and just thought of as the worst film ever. But a couple of people kept telling me that this movie was actually really fun and really good and over the top. Went and saw it. I had a blast. I thought they captured. The -the over-the-top nature of that character, it was ridiculously violent for no good reason whatsoever. It had (laughs) characters that were played to the back row of the cinema. I mean, it was just, it was so much fun that when the next Lionsgate comic book movie came up a couple of weeks later and also got horrendous reviews, I remember thinking, oh, I gotta go see that. And it was the spirit. I can't really, I just don't understand how that could have happened. So, but anyway, yeah, Punisher Warzone is the best. The worst one is the Lundgren one by far. Yeah, I pretty much got to go in the same vein, um, particularly since I'm going to give you a female perspective here. Thomas Jane is a pretty damn yummy guy. But there's something about the geek in me that is like, oh no, the dude from Rome. Gotta go yeah. that way with it. Yeah. And way, 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 way over Ivan Drago any day. Yeah, no, I definitely know who would get in my bed in which order. Simply enough. All three? All right, I, have a, I have a special uh, question ju- just for, for Tess. Rate the uh, comic book guy, or anybody else can chime in, I guess, if they want. Um, hottest and least hot comic book uh, movie character. Oh, and we can uh, we can. I don't know about the ladies. Well, that's pretty easy because almost yeah. all of them are the same, right? Well, you yeah, got Supergirl. And you got you know Supergirl, Cat, Michelle, Cat, Cat, Michelle Fiverr's Catwoman. Oh, Michelle Fiverr, she wins. She wins. Um, I don't know. Mary Jane Watson was kind of hot in those first two Spideys. First one, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that, but I mean, how about like good girl, hot villain, hot? She wasn't that much of a villain, though. She's an anti-hero. I don't know, I, 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 but that's part of the thing is I'm not a big fan of Michelle Pfeiffer. But we all know who's on the bottom: Margot fucking Kidder. I'm sorry, <laughs> she's not hot at all. And that move, and Superman four drove her crazy. <laughs> I was always a big fan of uh, Lana from Superman 3. Oh, um, well, sure, yeah. Uh, Ma yeah. Kent. Ma, yeah, Annette. she was awesome. Annette O'Toole. Yeah, she, Gotta love yeah, her. She was hot. Anyway, Ooh. Tess. Yes, sir. Oh, 
God, that's such a tough question. Um, I would have to say in my own personal case, if we were picking hottest to least hot, got to go with Hugh Jackman as hottest. I I I knew that was coming. I could even, (laughs) I could even handle the Wolverine hair if it, if it came attached to Hugh Jackman, not that, you know, the dude from Rome is not incredibly, incredibly hot or that George Clooney, when he's not being Batman, isn't incredibly hot, but, um, yeah, I got to go to Hugh Jackman is the hottest least hot. I'm going to, you have to choose between title characters at that point, because if you start talking about the side people, you can't even get anywhere. Yeah. But, um, least hot. I would probably have to go. God, where would I have to go with that? I don't know, Dolph Lundgren, Punisher. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow, boy. <laughs> no yeah, love for Dolph on this channel. That, that, is the, the, that is the least hot. So, so Dolph is less hot than Adam West. Or Michael yeah. Keaton. Wow. God, you yeah. know what? I would agree with that, too, and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Dolph was a fine looking man as He Man. But he wasn't a man in that. He was a cartoon character for <laughs> Not according to his name. <laughs> no, fuck that. But interesting choice. Yeah, Dolph. Boy, Dolph. I uh, hope uh, no one watching listening to this is a fan of Dolph Lundgren. Dolph They're- isn't listening to this. <laughs> I don't think he is. I seriously doubt anybody will be listening to this. <laughs> of course, if you're including all of the, the the villains and the side characters, Danny DeVito loses worst. Mm, yeah. Oh well, yeah. yeah, yeah. But of course, yeah. I mean, Christ, even Danny DeVito would agree with you on that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he wasn't designed to look nice in that movie. God, I forgot all about that. So we all agree that we would all do Hugh Jackman and not do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say we. You know, I'm not going to say we agree. If there's a lot of people who would disagree with that, I don't think there are very many. No. Hugh Jackman. I, Hugh Jackman. Did you see his body? I'm sorry. I'm not gay, but did you see his body? I would love to have his body. Oh, it even beats the Rhino, Ryan the, Reynolds body in yeah. in Blade Three, because there there's another franchise we didn't talk about. Shit! <laughs> oh God, do we really have to discuss Blade Two? I mean, uh, uh, one, two, three, they go in order. Uh, two, one, three for me. Except for Ryan Reynolds' abs. One, two, three. Yeah, one, two, three, except for Ryan Reynolds' abs. You know, we're going to come off as really, really uh, amateurish here. We keep forgetting about all these fucking franchises here. Well, some of them are forgettable. Well, Punisher, I mean, I think people would forgive us for Punisher, but Blade was kind of big. I mean, that was... Yeah, Yeah, but that one died a bad death. It had Tracy Lords in it. Again, this is another one that declined quickly for me. The first one had Tracy Lords in it. See, I like the first one a lot. The third Blade one I can't holds stand. up a lot better for me. Third one's almost unwatchable. That one's one of the worst third comic book movies since. Well, Ooh, damn it, Superman, Superman Four. Not, <laughs> Superman Four is not the third. Damn it, I can't make it that, can I? Well, I might actually have to put Tracy Lords in 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 Blade at the at the top of the Who Died right, First. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with uh, you on that. Yes, for sure. In fact, I'll uh, go with you right now on that. Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the one that matters. Yes, but, I did. Uh, she, she judged me once, and she judged me well. <laughs> uh, 
what is it? Ryan Reynolds, I believe, said he didn't actually shoot a single scene with Wesley Snipes in that movie. Wesley Snipes wouldn't even keep, Wesley Snipes would actually not even keep his eyes open during some of the takes. Well, he, he's only there. Most of it is his body double in Blade Three. Like, yeah, he was being such a prick on set. He was very rarely there, which I think is kind of awesome. Well, uh, I, I think he was asleep for the whole movie. That's why he wore the sunglasses. Actually, that was his Madame Tussauds wax figure in there. Most, <laughs> uh, yeah, Blade, yeah, so Blade. I, I, uh, oh, and Chris Christopherson. You can't, you can't complain about Chris Christopherson. I um, I have to think that if we were to revisit this list, once there are a couple Iron Man movies out there, we uh, we might, uh, yeah, a different uh, a different order of things. There might be because yeah. I mean, let's face it, Iron Man one was kick ass, and number two is looking pretty good. So. Uh, and there's going to be something happened to Spider-Man, right? Yeah. And yes. we all sit around going, "Yeah, we're going to all be sitting right here in five years, going Iron Man three. I can't believe they brought in a giant Pillsbury Doughboy as the villain. <laughs> what the fuck were they thinking?" Although yeah. Robert Downey Jr. might have pulled off the best performance of a a comic book character directly from the best stuff in the comic. Oh, like, oh yeah, when, when he, I is, think of, he is fantastic. He is Tony Stark. He is Tony Stark, and Tony Stark is him. As a matter of fact, if that if they made that movie with any other actor as Tony Stark, it would have failed. Yeah. He, oh, yeah, he's amazing. Absolutely. I mean, that's how good he was. I mean, he he managed to. I mean, look at Iron Man. Iron Man now is considered a top tier franchise on the comic book industry. Yeah, that does. You know, Iron Man was not anywhere near that before it opened. So, and you have he to give a, a lot of that credit to him. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't. I don't think he's his is the most. I, I think uh, I think Reeve captured Superman more than he captures Iron Man. I'm going to have to disagree with you because you've already said that they changed the comic to be like the movie because of his performance. Yeah, Literally, the same thing happened in, with Tony Stark. The Tony Stark of like seven or eight years ago is not the uh, the kind of douchebaggy Tony Stark that started with but the, the Ultimate Universe. So but the Tony Stark of Tony Stark. The dr- the drunk fifteen years, twenty years ago, Tony Stark though was like that. Yeah, he was nothing like that. Nothing oh, like that. You, I you read never those a jerk. No. Oh. Actually, we really shouldn't be discussing Tony Stark doing that. Yes. We Not really yet. shouldn't be discuss. We really shouldn't be discussing this because it's completely <laughs> off topic, and you're, you're you're both coming off like a couple of douches, and it, you really got to stop. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> there we go. I was waiting for you just to come out and say that to me. Where's that been all hour? Have we been talking for an hour? It's One an hour, hour ten, ten minutes. Ten minutes. We, we've actually talked for. Well, and you know what? I ne- I never said what my worst was. I said what my best was. I never yeah. said what my worst was. My worst is Spider Man Three. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah. It, it's Spider Man. It's got to be Spider Man Three because I love Spider Man. And I wanted so much more, and I could tell, like, it, there's so many good parts of that movie that if they had just taken those good pieces and expanded them, it would have been fine. The, the Sandman story is a good story. If you take that and make him the only villain, that's an alright movie. Or if you had decided to go with Venom and take that and expand it into a full movie, it would have been fine. But to put Sandman, Venom, and then Goblin Jr., I don't know what he called himself, in that movie... It's too full. You 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 add Gwen Stacy out of nowhere, and she. And I hate Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, I'm sorry, I like her a lot because her boobs were great in that movie. Because she was pregnant. <laughs> I, I don't. 
She was. She didn't know at the time. Otherwise, she wouldn't have done all of her own stunts in that movie. Oh, but. Damon's got a thing for mommy boobs. <laughs> uh, no, I've got oh. a thing for nice, big, plump boobs sometimes. <laughs> and hers were fabulous in that movie. Uh, and but we they, thought Iron Man was off topic. What? Yes, they were. No, actually, this, because this, this is part of Spider-Man Three, this would be on topic. This is on <laughs> yeah. topic. This and is it is. Movie. It is. I mean, we already yeah. covered uh, Ryan Reynolds' abs, so there's precedent. Right. Uh, that's true. <laughs> there's precedent. You're <laughs> We have established precedent on the abs of Ryan Reynolds. Therefore, that opens the discussion for the discussion of Bryce Dallas. <laughs> This may be the worst rules lawyer conversation I've ever heard. (laughs) I'm just sitting here looking through the books. Now, it says here in the books, or the bylaws, that if Ryan Reynolds' abs are brought up, that opens the door for Bryce Howard's uh, mom titties. That's uh, that's exactly how it works. I'm sorry you didn't read the fine print. Uh, But but back on to the topic. Spider-Man 3, my personal least favorite, because I love Spider-Man so much. I mean, Spider-Man 1 was great. It was like, oh my god, it's Spider-Man. I never thought I would have ever seen a Spider-Man movie. I didn't think it was even possible to show him swinging through this, you know, the streets on a, on a, a webbing and make it look reasonably like a guy could do that. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man 2, the, the conflict that he has with most of his villains, which is that they aren't actually bad guys. They just end up in bad effed up situations and do bad things. They make the wrong choice. Spider-Man 3 had that with Sandman. Not that bad of a dude, but he was making the wrong choices. And then you bring Venom on top of it, Goblin Jr. And Goblin Jr., what? What? what, what? Really? Why didn't you just make a Goblin Jr. movie? That's what you I will say, you know, I do in Spider-Man 2. I got to say one thing about Spider-Man 3. I got to agree with you on this because in terms of, you know, Superman 4 obviously is terrible. But in terms of wasted potential, I think Spider-Man 3 in many ways is worse. And in my mind, has one of the worst scenes in movie history where the guy tells James Franco that his father killed himself on his own blade. It's one of the worst acted scenes I've ever seen in a movie, period. It's like, your father's... But has killed him own self it was it did. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? And why are you telling him this now? <laughs> you, James Franco's looking at him like, you know, you could have helped me out by telling me this a couple movies ago, but thanks. Thanks so much for showing up here, you ninety year old man who I don't even barely remember. I mean He's that movie Butler. Yo, know, the butler, yeah, it's like Oh, yes, I'm in possession of information which, by rights, I should have absolutely no right to have whatsoever, but your father killed himself he was, on social He was uh, the Green Goblin's Alfred. Uh, well, the Green he should Goblin have doesn't have an Alfred. He did in that movie. Yeah, which is another no, problem. Fired his ass. Like, oh, well, thanks for telling me that. You are so fucking fired. No, yeah, no exit package for you, buddy. You're out. That movie was yeah. just embarrassing in that way yeah, but i would agree with damon in large to a large extent spider-man 3 well with uh, with superman 4 there there is that you know certainly the the movie's budget was slashed <laughs> drastically um, as soon as you see the, the hands, canon films logo shitty movies yeah you know, <laughs> this was the same exact people who made spider-man 2 yeah and you so there's yes. were talented people with an ungodly huge amount of money at their disposal. 
They did it right the first time. They did it even better the second time. Yeah, Yeah. the first one, I was I was really surprised at how good it was. I actually, you know, there are times when I I would even consider that one of the best. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, it's certainly uh, no movie had gotten me excited for a superhero movie like Spider-Man did, even more so than Dark Knight or Batman Begins. Well, it's interesting. Also, people tend to forget about the first one that, you know, X-Men was successful and it was good, but it didn't really just kind of nail it. And And Spider-Man tapped into something very interesting that was going on in our culture at the time. It was right after 9-11. Well, and Spider-Man yeah. is a quality it, film as opposed to just know. being a good comic book movie. But it was we very raw, raw, and it was very, it was very pro-America, and it was very exciting and very well made. And you know, it did make you believe, like Damon said, that oh, guy, because that was the one thing. They remember the animated series where you always seem to be swinging from the damn sky somehow. Right. You know, yeah. It was like it, you really believe this guy figured they figured out a way how to make a man swing from a web in the city and have it be believable. Yeah, it was like, a remarkable you, achievement. Yeah, you get it right the first time, you get it even more right to the second time, you hone it like a precision instrument in the second one, then what the hell happens? You know, that's <laughs> that was even, ooh, good lord, yeah, you're right. Actually, I'm I'm a totally hating Spider-Man 3. I'm going to take that out of my Blu-ray collection. Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you have that on Blu-ray? Oh, they were giving that one away free with Blu-ray players, man. They were humming that shit at people on the streets. You're taking fucking Spider-Man 3 Blu-ray. I mean, everyone has one. No one wants one, but everyone has. I'll take yours if you don't want it. No, it's, 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 it's already <laughs> on the so street. He promises to keep his copy of the Spirit no matter what. <laughs> he doesn't uh, have his copy of the Spirit. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck you, Tess. But, you know, the thing is, I, I threw the... the I already threw the Spider-Man 3 Blu-ray in the street, and no one's touching it. <laughs> well, when you swing, if you swing by and pick it up, I'll take it. Uh, Is that a commentary? Uh, who would want to yeah, listen to that? Sorry we made such a shitty movie, y'all. <laughs> that's what the commentary is. I listen to it. I it. <laughs> yeah, well, well that's what's so, Batman, uh, Batman and Robin. And that's what's so great about the screenwriter commentary on Superman 4. It literally starts off with, as you can tell by the cheapness of these titles, all is not well in Smallville. <laughs> like, I haven't wow. listened to that yet. Oh, man, it's great because even the screenwriter's like, yep, peace, so shit, this movie is. <laughs> you know, it's like, thank you for having a refreshing lack of bullshit. You know, so, but yeah, I, I don't want to watch the Spider Man 3 commentary. I don't want to hear Sam Raimi going, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. He does, though. I love that's what. That's the only <laughs> redeeming quality of that DVD is the fact that he tells you, yep, this is why this part went wrong. This is why this went wrong. I, he's very candid about it. So, you know, I uh, kind of respect. I would have to, just as a strange tangent, say the best superhero movie DVD, I think, X-Men 2. Yes. Oh, that's, yeah, that is a very, that's a very good one. That's, that's yeah, the, which one would qualify for that? I mean, Superman two the Donner Superman two the Donner cut is a damn good DVD because of what I managed to finally do. True, uh, but in terms of supplements, I would yeah, yeah X two X two had a lot of uh, a lot of and it was it was a great disc, nice uh, nice looking, um, deleted but, scenes. It had a good featurette. It had a commentary, and I mean, it's a really good movie and a, and a really informative, a lot of good behind the scenes stuff. Actually, the package for 
Batman Begins is pretty spectacular too because with the menu set up, they they took a completely different way of looking at the interactivity with it. Oh yeah, I really didn't like that menu. Well, and <laughs> then like you the also have to, menu, and there's no commentary on that. And you have to put put into the fact that by Batman Begins, they started putting out multiple. This is the Additions. single disc, double disc, triple disc, quadruple disc. That's when it started to go downhill. For well, yeah, I always buy the crazy one. So yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. We should all make a prediction now. How many more editions on a Blu-ray or DVD will there be of the Dark Knight? Because you know we haven't seen the last of that. Two. No, there's two. I'm I'm saying two. Two. Now no. we should discuss. All right, let's take the best comic book trilogies menu screens and compare them. <laughs> <to> <laughs> X-Men, no, by far, slam dunk. We're, we're, we're not going to do that. But we're not going <laughs> too to late. Mike already did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it. Not all of us. But we do have to go. What is the best franchise out of these four, out of the seventeen that we named? Which is, which is the best franchise and which is the absolute bottom of the barrel franchise. And we can already uh, just eliminate Blade and oh. Punisher from that because they're, well, automatically bottom. they're automatically below these four. These four are definitely better than those. I'm okay, sorry. so we're talking, we're talking Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, and X-Men. Exactly. Okay. Best in one. I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to go and say that the best one overall is Batman. Um, okay. I think if you, if you take the, the amount of good movies versus bad movies, uh, Batman clearly has an edge. Yep. Uh, totally. Well, there's eight I movies, though. Of course it has an edge over <laughs> X-Men. Don't point out yeah. flaws in my logic, Pete. You're supposed to be a nice guy. <laughs> but, it's, uh, but I would have to agree. I think there's actually a lot. There's, there's more hits in that than misses. And I, I wouldn't say that about Superman. I wouldn't say that about X Men, and uh, I guess I'd say that about Spider Man. But um, they need—you really need a fourth movie to be able to balance that out. But even then, I don't think uh, you know. I, I think the the three Spider Man movies, two of them were were really good. But Batman has has certainly a wider range. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you okay, know, again, it goes down how to about the this? How about this? The Dark Knight really was that that great a movie. If you take the two best films in each of these films, so Superman 1 and Superman 2, X-Men 1, X-Men 2, Spider-Man 1 and 2, and let's say The Dark Knight and Batman Begins, who wins? I'd probably still go Batman. Batman. Yeah. Bat- Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, you know, if you're going to go worse, too, I think we may wind up with uh, Superman at the bottom. Yeah, because, boy, man, holy shit. Yeah, Superman 3 and Superman 4. And no, Superman spoo. three. The best thing that ever happened to Superman three was Superman four. Because, <laughs> yeah, and there's no. I mean, you can't look. Superman three has a lot of problems, but there's some truly great shit in that movie. And I will defend Superman three. I can watch Superman three right now if you put it on. If you put, put Superman on. on right put now, on. I punch you in the face and run from the room. <laughs> I'm not putting it on. I'm, I'm not online. Except for the Skype yeah, thing. You're not online. <laughs> Damn! I could pull that off. Call over Skype. Michael, was it Michael? Was it you that said Superman four made Superman three look like Superman two? Yes. 
Yes, that, I mean, that's yeah. Superman four makes Superman three look like Superman two. <laughs> the problem with, I mean, literally, <laughs> Superman. The Superman story starts off with oh, to wow, to um, I'm not sure to oh God, it hurts. <laughs> hey, that's right, uh, not bad, but it's not uh, you know. Superman two Donner cut, Superman two original cut. God, it's almost a weird tie for me. I, I still pick the original <laughs> just because I loved it as a child. I, it's same here. Even yes. though I love seeing the Donner cut, um, it's still there were the problems that they would. Ass. I really, really <laughs> love the big plastic ass. I'm gonna come around on that. I gotta say, fuck no to the big plastic ass. It's stupid. I don't like it. Where did he come up with it? Is he carried around? Where does he get it made? I'm sorry. Where did it come in? Um, he didn't come. He's got super speed. God damn it. All he did was run off somewhere, pick one up, run back, and then throw it. That's all he did. Where where did he pick it up? <laughs> somewhere else in the Fortress of Solitude. That place is huge, oh, goddammit. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's where crystals that grow things. The, well, let me see if it, I understand this correctly. The actual <laughs> fight scene with the, with the, the removable S's reminds... I think it was shot in the alley around the corner from the house that I grew up in. And with, you know, some Super 8 cameras and... A bunch of little kids, as opposed to you know professional actors and shit. Uh, oh, yeah. I know. Is that, uh, so I'm trying to understand your logic here. Um, Superman's in the middle of a fight with the three supervillains. He says, "You know what? I can go anywhere I want to in half a second and pick up anything I want to help me in this fight." <laughs> hmm. Let me see. How about those big cellophane S's that I had made for that parade <laughs> that I never bothered to show up for? I'll pick up one. When of he was the grand marshal of the Mardi Gras yeah. parade, yeah. he was just, uh, he was just picking up whatever he could. He was inside the Fortress of Solitude. He didn't have that much time because those guys were super fast too. They would have seen it. The whole thing was a fake out. The whole plan was to lose to them so that they zap him and zap themselves instead. <laughs> You're going to so be whipping out just big plastic S's. Throw them off. Of course, he did not want it to succeed. The whole point was to get to have him stripped of their powers. Superman was thinking ahead. The the, the S was, sure the red, was. was the red herring? Yes. yes. Yeah, and even Terrence Stamps looking at him like, big plastic S, really? I don't think so. No, no, no. That's <laughs> really stupid. It's not any weirder than statue Superman that gets crushed into. That is true. That's even dumb. So when did he sculpt it? When did he and find the, the transparent, time? Or the uh, multiple Superman. Superman. And then the real one. Wrong oh, again, yeah. Zod. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now, I'm not liking Superman 2 as much as I used to. <laughs> and although Superman 2, um, I actually do, uh, up until Michael Rosenbaum, that was my definitive Lex Luthor. The, Le- the yeah, Lex Luthor is pretty fucking great. I mean, he is pretty, just like, what do you want? Australia. You know, I mean, <laughs> he, he, it looked like Hackman was having just too much fun. And of course, yeah, then, then you get into that whole like Michael Caine, Gene Hackman, Caine Hackman theory. And, uh, from PCU. <laughs> well, Gene Hackman and, and Michael Caine were in a contest to see who could make as many <laughs> shitty films in the late Although, 80s. Uh, Michael Caine, best Alfred. Yes. Yes, yes. he was. Yes, he was. Michael um, Goff? Nothing against Charles Michael Goff. And the thing Wait, is, it's almost not fair because Michael Goff wasn't given that much to do. He really wasn't. Nope. No. But uh, I mean, Alfred in the, in the Nolan movies is a major supporting character. Yes, which is what he actually should be because that's what he is in the comics. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gotten Michael Caine to do that part. I'm going to play a butler. No, I don't think so. I'm sorry, yeah, you could have. 
was like, he was like, no, I'm Michael. I'm Michael Bleeding Kane. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But he's like, all right, I'll do it. But then I was, yeah, I would say that that's probably the best Alfred by far is Michael. But come on, has anybody Michael heard Kane. from Pete lately? He's I'm right here. Quiet. <laughs> I'm just listening. Pete's too, nice a, Pete's too nice a guy to come in here yes. and. and <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like you wrong. You know not of what you speak. Although, although if Michael Caine had passed on Alfred, they could have probably gotten Brian Brown. <laughs> yeah, they could have gotten Brian Brown. <laughs> Brian Brown filled in for Michael Caine on a lot of parts that he wouldn't take. <laughs> but that, that was true. That's very true. So way, we're to kill, saying, way, way to kill the energy there, Pete. Thank you very much. I Thank you, because we do need to bring this to a close. Yeah, yeah, we're we're at an hour and a half, people. Yeah. No. All right. We're not at an hour and a half. We're not at an twenty minutes. Close enough. We're, we talked for about seven minutes, but anyway. So we're saying that the Batman series is the best of the movie franchises, and Superman is worse. And then you know, X Men and Spider Man fall in the middle. Yeah. Is that, we all agree with that. Yep. Yeah, I would say I, I would say that. Yeah, although it's I feel weird nominating Superman. I don't think one and two deserve to be in any worse list of all, but it had to. Sorry. You can't argue with the decline. You got, you got to go yes, total density. Yeah. Uh, the ma- boy, the yeah. Superman four, drag going, it down. Going to the they they bracketed the extremes. <laughs> yes, yeah. and, uh, and to do that in in one franchise kind of has to. Uh, it has in to less than ten years because you know we we keep leaving Superman Returns out of the discussion. We do because we do. it's not. It, it's a good. I like. I said I like the movie, but it didn't make enough of an impression with people. You know, it just didn't. It, it's the one that most people are just kind of like, eh. It's like a filler. I've uh, yeah. I've watched it um, a couple of times on DVD, and uh, and I did. I mean, I, I was really a b- big fan of the movie when it came out, and it, it doesn't. You know, over time, it it doesn't really hold up. It, it just no. somehow like. Like the Hulk, it just somehow missed. I can't really, you know. There's a lot of things you can point to. I don't. I mean, this the kid idea was kind of stupid. That's the only really objective thing I didn't like. I, you know, I don't mind that he didn't punch things. I don't need a Superman movie where he punches things. He didn't punch anything in the first Superman movie, and and maybe that was, you know, that was its biggest failing. I think was its its desire to kind of reinvent superman the movie as opposed to doing what what nolan did when when offered a chance to reboot the franchise which was um do something completely different and completely unique make it your Um, own and in nolan's case he didn't really even have to refer too much back to the original um, because the the interpretations had varied so widely which i think was was kind of freeing but i think uh i think whoever takes on the reins of this movie now, um, this franchise now. Whenever, whenever reboot, they wind up getting around. To yeah, maybe that's a I maybe that's we'll a good place a to leave. Take. We should leave it on our uh, should leave it on our individual plots. Yet, but uh, what about our? You know, let's certainly let's the people leave. who are responsible for Batman um, being as successful as it was now in charge of this. You know how how does that change the how does that change this discussion in a couple of years? We should leave this on our thoughts on each of these four films has a movie in development or coming up, which one we think is going to most likely end up being the one that we look forward to the most. Yeah. Cause all four of them have something coming out soon. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I am least looking forward to X-Men any future in that franchise. Um, and for me, I probably am, you know, honestly, most, most curious about Spider-Man because, yeah. you know, yeah. now that Nolan is, is attached to Superman and, and, and Goyer also kind of have a, a little bit more of an idea of what to expect. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, it's also a pedigree that they'll have a lot to live up to, which has be kind of challenging, and I think was a challenge for for Singer uh, coming off of X-Men 2. But the, just the complete, the complete reboot, the complete unexpectedness, um, you know, doing, handing the... the big gun over to someone who's already done something like the dark knight is a very understandable way to go whereas marvel or sony is kind of almost almost taking a big gamble here going with uh someone who's no experience doing this kind of stuff and uh and someone who's you know certainly slashing the budget certainly taking it in a very different direction than than Raimi did and putting a very different stamp on it. Who did so they? I didn't even hear who they got. Who did they get for the the new project? Mark Webb. Mark Webb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we said that earlier. In joke. I did not hear that. Well, you should have been listening. And that might have. Been <laughs> I was trying. But uh. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm kind of most curious about that, so maybe most excited about that. And and I have a few um misgivings even about uh Nolan on Superman. Um you know, again, it it, it might be the same kind of thing as I would almost rather see a a very fresh different take. But you know, we don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm just if it if it feels like Batman, then it's not that's not going to be as exciting to me. No. Yeah, it has. He has to be super, and I, 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 I'm looking forward to Superman more than anything else. Uh, X Men, though, I, isn't my least. I think it's going to be Batman because how the hell do you follow up that movie? Yeah, I mean it's it's way up there. How do you get higher than that? With with Heath Ledger's performance, say what you will about the Two Face part, but the Two Face part of the movie actually makes sense, and I enjoy it. How do you how do you come over the top of that film? I don't know that you can. There's nowhere to go but down from that movie. And if they do, I might have to kill myself. I don't know how you get better. Wow. I, I, I don't. Tell me how they can't well, use the Joker. <laughs> no, they can't. They can't recast the. And I'm 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 on the I'm on the, I'm the same way. I'm I'm most curious about Batman too, uh, because if Chris Nolan does it you got to believe he's doing it because he really feels that he has something left to tell. At this point, Chris Nolan has established himself as a filmmaker. He, he's doing films like Inception and the Prestige in between Batman movies. He doesn't need Batman. No. He could go off and do whatever the hell he wants. And he's certainly made enough money, and after Dark Knight, he knows he, he has nothing to do. on all his piles of money and decide to right. be the next Jim Cameron? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. He could. He's one of those cinematic geniuses. So the thing is with Chris Nolan... If he comes back to do another Batman movie, I'm going to be very intrigued because that means to me, 
oh no, he did come up with something really, really cool to do. And if that's the tr- and if that's the case, then I'm very excited because yeah, how do you top the Joker? Or do you not even try and top it, but go on a completely different tack from it? Um, I, you know, I, I don't know, but I'm, that's the one I'm most intrigued about. One I'm least to care about. I could give a fuck about X-Men at this point. They could all die. <laughs> Pete. I have to say I'm most interested in seeing what they do with Superman. I'd really like to see him go with a new direction and try something that actually works as opposed to, uh, rehashing what was to me, one of the great, greatest movie franchises with the first two. Um, least, I have to say X-Men. I, I just, after the third one, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of don't want to see Batman go downhill because I have to admit Dark Knight was an extremely strong movie, but if, if I'm just extremely worried that X-Men 4 might make X-Men 3 look like X-Men 2. You mean X-Men 5? <laughs> Ooh, that's gonna, that would suck. <laughs> it's X-Men 5, by the way. It's not Yeah, technically it's it is, yeah. That, okay, technically, if you want to consider Wolverine as number four, I don't. Well, is it next, is. is the I don't want to consider X-Men Wolverine or? at all. Is the next X Men movie the uh, X Men First Class? Yes, it is. So it's kind I of believe. a reboot all of its own. In a no, way, it's yeah. It's supposed but what to be happened to Magneto? Yeah, it's a continuation of the uh, Wolverine movie. Is what it is. Oh, um, really? Yeah, that's well, what Wolverine's uh-huh. getting its own sequel too. Yeah. Oh God. Which is going to take place after X Men Three? And, wow! And I can't X-Men, wait to see these. And X-Men, uh, <laughs> Magneto, which uh, yay Magneto movie! Can't wait. There's Deadpool. Hey, we will. Uh, we will probably be having a Fantastic Four on this list for sure. Yeah, yeah they got to. They should just reboot that out of kindness. <laughs> I don't know. Chris Evans was a good Human Torch. No, Chris Evans is Captain America. He's now, busy. What if would would you consider an Avengers franchise? You know, well, all those are going to be kind of a shared universe. Yeah, that's a I, franchise. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a franchise. Yeah, so, uh, I think that may be a, a heavy hitter in years to come. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah possibly. Gear, that's what this is all about. And really, you know, Marvel's gearing possibly. Up for- you've got Iron Man two this year. What? Thor and another Iron Man, or is it Thor and Captain America next year? I can't no, remember. I yeah. think it's just Thor. Captain America, uh, Captain America is the same year. Yeah, yeah. So it's Captain just America, Thor next year. It's just Thor, and then Captain America and Avengers and possibly Iron Man 3? If they get it done quick enough, yeah, they could, yeah. The, I, I have to imagine they'd push Iron Man 3 back. Well, they're, they're talking they about doing it before. Yeah, they're going to probably greenlight it the minute this one opens with a record weekend here in a few weeks. If. Maybe. Oh, it will. Trust me. Oh, yeah. It'll get greenlit. Well, it's already greenlit, isn't it? It, Technically, it's already greenlit. I I Personally, I just hope with the Superman remake that I would really like to see a good nuclear man movie. I I hope they they bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) or $200 million into making uh, a remake of quest for peace. I think that would be, that was clearly what the problem was, was they didn't have enough money. on that note, we should end this (laughs) right here. (laughs) Uh, We'll, uh, we'll have this discussion again after the, uh, Superman four remake. Yes. Yes, After the Superman four remake. Uh, let's not even joke about that. I'm sorry. I brought that up. (laughs) Thank you, Michael, Mr. Felsher, 
Mr. Lucas and Miss Miss or Mrs. Kraft. I don't remember. Just me. Thank you, Tess. Uh, <laughs> thanks for, <laughs> thanks for uh, coming on the show. Uh, and, I'm happy uh, to be here. For thanks for letting me join. And Mike, thanks for recording it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was I supposed to? Was he supposed to record it? Yeah, uh, do I start just, recording now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, we'll just, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah, we're done. All right. And, and next time, Tess, you can't be in the same room. Okay, why not? Because every time you talked, Mike's microphone picked you up and it doubled it. It echoed it. Really? Yeah, I was getting a little yeah. bit of feedback, but not. It wasn't it terrible. You, it but. made you sound like a super villainous. And that was <laughs> <laughs> did that then we should reverse? do this every time. Did my, uh, <laughs> did my voice do that too? No, because no, the no. microphone that you're using is, or she's using is right by her mouth, right. whereas the one that you're using is one that will pick up everything in the room. What about now? But I do seem to, yeah, I do seem to recall it was really bad around when I want to talk about Ryan Reynolds' pecs, 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 pecs. <laughs> <laughs> Abs, you mean? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, See? my fault. Doing it right there. So abs, 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 abs. I was I was I was getting a little bit from Mike, but not as much. Tess was definitely worse for the feedback. Yeah, yeah. Just have a Tess go upstairs or something, and you just do it there. But if we were all in different places, or if you actually get a headset that goes onto your head, Mike, I do have a headset that goes onto my head. Tess is using with a mic. Oh, okay. Well, then someone needs to get another one. See how this works. Oh, I'll get another yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, I actually I, like this microphone a lot more. Yeah, but it picks but know, up the whole. It makes so much room. noise. Yeah, but it also, um, I know my volume changes because I move around a lot in relation to it. So yeah, like if I'm over here talking, it's not as loud as yeah, and it, you're talking. Yeah. And every so. t seriously, every time you touch that mic, it sounds like you're moving boxes in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just you know. But you know, overall, I thought that went really well. Yeah. Oh yeah, and every time you sparked up to light another one, we can hear it. Uh-oh. I keep forgetting that mute. There's no yeah. mute button on my mic. <laughs> I have a mute button on mine. See, I'm testing it right. <laughs> Shut up, Michael. <laughs> well, I definitely have a mute button. See, it works. See, you couldn't hear me there because I and I mute for and over again and it's kind of creepy creepy <laughs> putting so, yeah, my dick in a lawnmower this this, uh, this works pretty good yeah well, I like we'll, it. we'll add on oh. a, a musical intro where will this be where are we going to be able to see this thing we're going to put this up on iTunes oh this one we're not putting up why not we have to listen to it first and maybe <laughs> I oh, say no, I go for it. I say go for it. Fuck it. I mean, it's rough around the edges, but that's kind of what it's supposed to be to some degree. We'll get better at it. It's episode zero. Yeah. 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 I, they should exactly. all be entitled episode zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll go negative, negative one, negative two. You know what? Randomly, we should. Randomly number them. This will be episode <laughs> 420. Oh, wait. That's, <laughs> that's every episode. We'll name, we'll name, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll name, yeah. There? We'll name it like The Simpsons episode 3FAOC. 
you know, for no apparent reason whatsoever. Every episode, well, we could name them, although the names would be uh, the, the Geek Fight in particular. Oh, no, we name it by the, by the the overwhelming constant throughout the whole thing. Like, the one where Superman 4 comes up way too damn much. Yeah. Yeah. Superman 4 hurts. <laughs> More like owned by Superman 4. We could have really good done the whole damn podcast just on that movie. No, we couldn't have. Yeah, yeah now eventually it's, it actually hurts to talk about it. It does. It's just like, I don't want to talk about this I fucking mean, movie. I'm out of at that point now, too. But like, we're still right. talking about it. <laughs> I don't hate Superman 4. I don't hate it at all. It's my it's it's my Superman movie, goddammit. <laughs> Fourth grade. That's the movie I saw. I still... Sorry. Like, Damon, Damon disagreed, but I, I thought we should include Supergirl. With the Superman movies. Oh, God, no. Uh, no, God. Well, geez. Oh, that would bring the average up for Superman. <laughs> God. <laughs> you only bring that into the discussion. It's like, oh, yeah, well, what's worse? Superman still, 4, Supergirl? Supergirl is better than Superman 4. It is. Oh, and by the way, Damon, you can have Superman 4. It's all yours. <laughs> sure. I, don't really, I don't really want it. Well, no, you asked for it. You've got it. And don't share it with anybody else. <laughs> And somehow we're still talking about it. That's because Michael hates it more than anybody. I would say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I that think it is. Will you go? Okay. Would you say it's worse than the spirit? I, uh, <laughs> that's, that is actually making my brain hurt. It, it's, a, it's a definite no. You know why it's a definite no? No, I would watch Superman 4 before I would watch The Spirit. Exactly. You would watch Superman 4. As bad as it is, it's just kind of bad. You won't watch <laughs> The Spirit ever again. I have no, to I admit, never, I never actually saw Superman 4 until this decade. Why, not why that bad, it? right? Uh, I thought it was terrible, but... <laughs> of course you <laughs> thought it was terrible. I thought I regretted person. watching it. I've never heard anybody defend Superman 4. I mean, even I can, like here, I can defend anything. some people hate Batman and Robin, but I, I like it. Right. I, I mean, I didn't like Batman Forever, but other people do. And But Superman 4, I don't really know anybody that goes, no, I like that movie. You can say, I can oh, it's not it. as bad. That's different. It's not as bad as everybody says. That's not, you know, a ringing endorsement. That's not really defending it, yeah. I, it only rate. I, I, I watch it, it if it's on. Yeah, like that's like that movie only rate four children, not eight. <laughs> 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 I liked it as a kid. Yeah, well, I liked Xanadu as a kid. Look where that got me. You had to go to Xanadu. There's lots of movies you watch as a kid you love, and then you watch ten years later and go, "Oh, I had brain damage. I didn't know." Hey, there's <laughs> movies that I watched like just ten years ago or twenty. Actually, I feel like that with uh, with Burton's Batman. I was like, "Why the hell did I like that movie? I really don't think it's very good anymore." It's not. And we're still. No, it has. It has I, still, it I still like it. Strangely enough, but I look. Are at we it still taping? Yeah, I no. actually never stopped recording. Okay. I just figured we could cut this out after we say goodbye, but this is yeah, yeah. If, if some strange gems emerge while we're being a little more improvisational, then uh, what the hell? We'll throw it in. <laughs> that would mean you would have to learn how to edit. 
I'll learn how to do that. I have garage band. It's supposed to be pretty easy. Okay. Actually, if you want to, I could try a pass at editing if you wanted to. Sure. No. No. <laughs> David will be no. completely gone. No. No, David would not be completely. Well, we'll actually, yeah, we'll make be. your voice go up three octaves. That's not well. I'm a black person, so that's going to happen anyway. But uh, that's what we do when we get up. It's kind of random. What the hell was that? Haven't you ever heard that? Yeah. No, I've not heard that. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, I'm surrounded by idiots. This is the bonus features for the podcast. <laughs> the Easter eggs. This will be yeah, this will be hidden in the feed somewhere. Yeah, this is the deleted scenes of Superman 4 for our people here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no wonder this thing's only 40 no. minutes. Listen to what they said for the rest of it. This is our, our, bonus, <laughs> our bonus feature will be us doing a, a, a live commentary on the bonus scene or in the extra scenes from Superman 4. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, here's how that commentary goes. Oh, Christ. Oh, God. This is so fucking stupid. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why are we no, watching? Actually, we would just be all sitting there stunned in silence. And every now and then you'd hear one of us go, uh, I. Uh, oh, that's not that bad. <laughs> uh, oh, you seriously not watched the deleted scenes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. No, because well, you, know, you Damon, I said the same exact thing. It's like, oh, Michael's just exaggerating. What the fuck? No, no, oh. I know he's not exaggerating. No, because I'm just Mike. Mike, you can't understand him without the context of that music. Do 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 do. He's wearing like a jacket. He's got a freaky fake uh, kind of mullety hair thing going on. And, oh, I'll and a never, I will never. With the sleeves folded up. I was like, yeah. oh, God, what the? What, what kind of weird Miami Vice Frankenstein is that thing? Oh no! And I, I'll never forget, Mike, when I told you about you did that exact same thing. You're like, look, I'm sure they're not that bad, man. You're just over exaggerating. Exactly. Then you watched them, and you had that look like you had just watched like a puppy being raped by another big black <laughs> dog or something. I was like, oh, oh God, why am I watching this? <laughs> a puppy being raped by an elephant. See, come on. <laughs> then wow. a, a big black dog. Seen that before? An elephant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you took it, yeah, I have to go. This elephant. I'm going to go okay, with the elephant. Maybe this isn't such a good bonus feature. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. The, the, uh, the podcast was fine until I started talking about elephant puppy rape, and I kind of took out after that. I, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, this... Well, you know what? Baby fisting could come up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you talking about fisting a baby or putting a baby's fist? Oh, good. Because that wouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> You, you know, you're right. It wouldn't be that hard. Oh, my God. But the other way around. I, I, I'm starting to raise moral objections here. <laughs> uh, Mike, if you keep taping any further, this is going to be known as Exhibit 1A. Please stop taping this. I work with children. We oh. can't do this. <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, Geek Fight Episode Negative 1. The one that uh, no one should ever have heard, but we're letting you hear it anyway. Uh, I'm so glad that we actually found a, a format that worked a little bit better than that. I was actually very irritated while we were recording that, and so was Damon. Uh, 
But uh, if you've actually made it all the way through, I'd like to thank you and thank you for listening for these last two years. And hopefully you will uh, continue to listen uh, long into the future. Uh, so until next time, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. <laughs>